on this week's show. We discuss the sensational sacking of Steve Lovell at Ramsgate. Plus, Punjab United manager Chippy Shan speaks after they reach the semi-finals of the Kent Senior Trophy. We just don't give up at the moment. I know, you know, and that's the key thing for us. We keep going to the end and we've proved that the last 10, 12 weeks, I think, in our results. And well United manager Warren Feeney delighted after his side win at Chelmsford. I was pleased uh, with the performance today. It was an old school Italian performance where we had to defend, but I thought we dominated the game for long periods. And I'm really pleased to uh, come away with a clean sheet and three points. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. It's been another insane week in the county with a shop managerial exit among the highlights. We've got a couple of interviews for you that we hope you will enjoy. We'd have loved a few more, but it's been one of those weeks, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm John Phipps, who for no reason in particular rearranged my entire lounge last week. And on the line now is a man whose house is so big he can probably decide to uproot another wing if he feels like it. Matt Gerard, how are you, my friend? I don't know if you think where I live, so. Um, but no, it's uh, I'm good, mate. I'm good, mate. It's been a crazy week again. Um I would say if you're a manager and you come on this programme, you might be worried, you might get fired because I think the majority of managers we've spoken to this season have lost their jobs eventually. So um, crazy times in the Kent. And as we say, people may say it's uh, it's, it's not a hotbed. Kent football is always in the headlines. It certainly is. Uh, I did just find with my uh, living room switch. So uh, you the telly? I, I, mean, I, I just moved the telly. So oh, you've been to my flat. Yeah. So you know where the sofa was? I've just flipped it 90 degrees and it's now over towards the kitchen units. Thanks, um, is it? No, I just I just think I just thought it would give me a bit more uh, space. And I'm I'm hoping eventually to get a dining room table, a dining table. Right. And so I've moved the desk that uh was over in the corner to where the sofa was. Um so uh, I've just found my first logistical issue though, in that uh, there's only a double socket there. Um, so and I have my computer plugged in and of course the very essential uh, router but I've recorded this laptop this podcast using my laptop so you know it's been uh, so so I've had to get an extension lead out and drag that across the room but that's by the by um, so far so good actually I quite like it. it's nice to have a bit of uh, yeah a bit of a bit of a change yeah a bit of a change up looks uh, yeah it looks all right the cat's didn't look impressed when I was doing it, but they seem quite settled now. So, you still, did you get that sky glass thing in the end? Yeah. Is it any good? No. Oh, is it? All oh, right. What's wrong with it? You can't record. Oh, right. So anything like everything's there at the touch of a button. Although actually, just putting the telly onto a channel is is about four presses of buttons. It it doesn't need to be. Um, but if I want to watch something off like ITV. Um, rather than having it recorded and whipping through the adverts, I have to get ITVX. If oh, I want to watch I Channel see. 4, I have to do it through all four. If I want to watch something like BBC, I have to do it through iPlayer. So it's all just a bit, um, everything just seems to take longer than it should do. No problem I mean, the, with buff- buffering. No, the te- no, that's that's fine. The telly's good and all that. It doesn't have the plus one channels either, though. So if you miss something, you have to go through the system rather right. than actually just well, watching well, it. Probably pays for adverts, mate. That's what these things are, aren't they? Yeah, pain in the yeah, neck. exactly. Sell it, sh- selling you pizza and pensions and things like that. Yeah, that's what it is. There yeah, you go. I've got, I've got you getting that. So I don't know anybody else who's got it really. So, but again, uh, well, I mean, if you could get proper Sky, why on earth would you get this? Basically, oh, I see. All right. Well, some people um, don't have an additional side of house, do they? No, but it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's all right. You know, I mean. 
sometimes it makes you feel like you're a bit dead, but what can you do? Um, <laughs> it's our 244th episode this week, which is the dialing code for Angola, should you ever need it. Uh, it's a lucky number in parts of the United Arab Emirates and a section of the highway code, which I feel you may t- need to know about, Matt. Uh, for rule 244 states, you must not park partially or wholly on the pavement in London and you should not do so elsewhere unless signs permit it. Parking on the pavement can obstruct and seriously inconvenience pedestrians, people in wheelchairs or with visual impairments and people with prams or pushchairs. Now uh, we discussed before uh, your attempt at parking outside my house Matt and earlier yeah. on today I actually parked pretty much in exactly the same spot as where you did that and initially because the car in front of me was on the pavement I was a little bit on the pavement but I looked at it and I thought you know what I can do better so I did not break rule 244. Uh, Matt I feel you have a different attitude towards it. I basically just lost the car where it needs to go yeah. that's what I would do uh, yeah again my parking abilities are pretty poor as John sorted out so I would try and get it in the easiest spot and if it went on the curb it goes on the curb that's the kind of roll like living rock and roll lifestyle I live how many parks uh, on the park curb these days because well, there's too many cars well this is the thing so when I got to visit my friends um where I was at the weekend uh they've got a driveway that's probably just about big enough for two cars but I don't want to block their car in so invariably I do end up actually leaving my car on the pavement and I do feel quite bad about it because they kind of live on the corner um so if i go across the corner and like you know and i just kind of looked at it so one time i couldn't actually get in there to park there so i actually parked on the other side of the road and thinking about it that's probably what i should do more often um that's slightly more responsible than just ditching it on the pavement but you know what can where you my mum lives you know it used to be no cars but everybody sort of dumps their car down that road but people are always all over the curb so i can't believe the police would be telling you off for that so wherever 244 i'm sure you'd probably get away with it without doing it too much Maybe you should just go and stick rule 244 on some of these uh, offending cars near your mum's. Uh, yeah, I could be a vigilante. You could be, yeah. But unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I think you've got to practice what you preach. So maybe exactly, yeah, you exactly. should not. Anyway, let's get on with the show then. And we've got to start at Southwood, where after suffering defeat at Three Bridges on Saturday, Ramsgate lost top spots. And then on Monday, manager Steve Lovell lost his job. Uh, rumours are swirling as to who the new man may be, but they are just rumours for now. So all we can do is discuss the news itself, which came as a huge surprise to me. Uh, Matt, you were there last weekend. You know people down at Ramsgate. You were the one who told me this news. So what was your reaction? Shocked. Um, Steve Lovell has done a really good job there. They played good football. Uh, they're getting good crowds. He was very complimentary about the chairman and what he was doing. Um, they were, you know, I asked him in the interview tonight about the Maidstone job, but there is rumours that um, he was interested in the Maidstone job and maybe that's affected the owner, James Lawson, about the job. But I, I was shocked. They're, they're doing OK in the league in a very competitive division this season. Um, again, I think, I think one winning four, I think, is the one I saw. But, yeah, they, they are a, a decent side. They're going to get in the playoffs. Um, if not the championship, they're two points off the top with a lot of with teams um, around them to play. So I'm just a little bit bemused. Um, we were shocked when when we shot when Matt Longhurst went. Probably not because he lost six games on the spin. But it just seems a bit of a knee jerk reaction, and it points to it. Now we've heard the rumours who'd be coming in. I wouldn't have thought that you would sack Steve Lovell without having somebody in place because 
that does not make good sense. But Ramsgate, as we know, as a football club, are going in directions trying to get a new stand. So they, you know, they've got a bit of continuity and planning ahead. Um, sacking the manager uh, does seem a bit of a strange one um, from a club who normally make wise decisions. I think. Steve Long said it came out of the blue for him. Um, you say they normally make wise decisions, but ultimately last season it wasn't a wise decision. And, and I think, I even think, did we say on last week's show that, that hopefully they've learned from last year's? Uh, well, last not, year's... well not, again, they, they were doing well. Then Longhurst lost, what, six on the spin. Steve Lovell came in, nearly got them into the playoffs, didn't he? So um, on a, if it's a results business, um you, you could fully understand, but I think Longhurst was a results business. They were going in the wrong direction at the wrong time of the season, but you can't see with, what, 20, what, what 15, 16 games to go in this division? that um, Clearly, they were going in the right direction. They picked up two points a game. You do that over the season, there's a very good chance you get promoted. It could be, hopefully, Ramsgate on an dynamic manager and we get the new manager on soon and or James Lawson on and he'll explain the decision. But I think... Um, Anybody who follows Kent football, listened to this pod or saw the news, I think a lot of people would go, blimey. I, I think nobody would have said, well, saw that coming, did they? I'd be shocked if they did. No, exactly. And you mentioned trying to get someone on. We, we did kind of look at it, but we thought uh, this is how our brains work. We didn't want to bring something today and then possibly a new manager uh, be appointed tomorrow. So we want to try and keep things fresh. And obviously having had Ramsgate on last week as well. Um, but yeah, it's it is a strange decision, and as you say, Matt, I think you can kind of hit the nail on the head there when you say that it didn't seem like a it it has come out of the blue. And, and Steve Lovell himself said uh, in the interview that he did that it was the weirdest thing uh, that he's known happen in football uh, to him. So it does just go to show that you know it's it it, it did come out of the blue. Um, and Ramsgate now, you know, they're down to third in the table at the moment. Um, but they're only two points off top spot. And it's a big decision um, who they're going to get next. Um, you know, as we say, we've heard rumours. Um, the- well, again, if they get promoted, clearly it's the right decision, isn't it? So they're only, you're only going to be known by the end of the season if the reason is they didn't think they were going to get promoted. The reasoning, um, if they get promoted, everybody will say it would be the correct decision. Exactly. It's, it's one of those, um, you know, damn if you do, damn if you don't, I suppose. And, and ultimately, if the chairman decides he wants to make that decision, then the chairman can, it has every right to make that decision. And despite what people, I'm sure that he has got in his head the best interests of the of, of the club there is, is, is the decision that he's made. Why he's decided to go is, as, as they said, in a different direction. Um, and we shall see in time if that was the right decision. And of course, uh, who is to get the job. So um, I will try and put something out on social media uh, when someone new is appointed. And of course, uh, you can find us. I, I've never done this this early in the show, but Twitter at Kent and Podcast is a place to find us. Uh, we will let's, when we do see about the Ramsgate manager, we'll put something out oh, there. You know, thinking about, you know, the names we've heard, of course, they have applied somebody who was a manager before Jamie Coyle was there. I think he was a manager. Was he at, he was he seen me going to manage it before? Was he, at, he, was he was at, at Dartford Welling, for a bit, wasn't he? So, uh, he was at Welling and at Dartford, wasn't he? Yeah, so... Um, Again, if they're not going to appoint somebody, they've got somebody who could probably do it in an interim basis for a while. But we, it will be interesting to see if the name we've heard gets the job. Um, and again, it could be a, a managerial merry-go-round after that, I would have thought. 
Exactly. Yeah, the rumour mill has certainly been uh, going around in a couple of places uh, that I've been involved with this week as well. Uh, it is tight at the top of that division. As I said, the aforementioned Rams have dropped to third place on Tuesday night after Beckenham scored two late goals to beat the leaders Chatham and move up to second. The Chats are now top on 48 points. Uh, they had won 4-1 at Ashford on Saturday, while Beckenham beat Sittingbourne 1-0. Elsewhere, it was 1-1 between Corinthian and Sheppey United. Hyde beat Whitehawk 1-0. Cray Valley lost by the same score at Littlehampton in seven oaks beat East Grinstead 3-1. Tuesday night's other game saw Faversham finally in their winless run as they were 2-0 victors at Littlehampton. Well, Hyde Town moved up to 11th thanks to their 3-1 win at Three Bridges. And a great result for Beckenham, you have to say. Um, they needed to win that game. Good at home. Chatham, not great away from home. They did have a good result at, uh, at Ashford, but Beckenham in really good form at the minute. So, uh, really, it's a it's a title race at the moment. If that had been a draw, it would be really exciting at the top, though. You look at it, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> but um, Chatham's still on top, but Beckenham, the side in form. Absolutely. And, you know, it's great to see Beckenham uh, going great guns. Incidentally, they do play against uh, Ramsgate at home on uh, on Tuesday night. So that will be another big game uh, for mm-hmm. them. And, and you know, Beckenham, we, we've talked about them a lot on the show. I saw them get a, a bit of a shooing at Seven Oaks the other week. But it's, it's like we, we often say on this programme, and we are a bit like a broken record here, Losing is a habit, but so is winning. Winning is a habit. Beckham know how to win games of football. They're, they're adding players to their squad all the time as well. And I think, you know, they are they are definitely the real deal. So, you know, fair play to them uh, and long may it continue. Uh, this weekend, Chatham, with their incredible home record, take on three bridges. Cray Valley take on Chichester. Corinthian go to East Grinstead. Ashford had to head to Haywards Heath. Hyde go to Lansing. Ramsgate host Littlehampton. There's a Swale Derby, a Sheppey United host Faversham. Sittingbourne take on Seven Oaks. VCD host Burgess Hill. And Beckenham head to Whitehawk. Uh, loads of games on Tuesday night as well. As I've just mentioned, Beckenham at home to Ramsgate. Uh, Cray Valley take on Seven Oaks. Faversham head to East Grinstead. Hyde at home to Corinthian. VCD meet Three Bridges. And Ashford go to Whitehawk. Uh, before we move on, actually, Matt, from that division, signing of the week at Sittingbourne, uh, who announced on Wednesday the arrival of defender Joe Elul, who has left Maidstone United, and what a coup that is for the Brickies from the National League to third from bottom in the uh, Isthmian South East. That's a brilliant signing for Sittingbourne. Yeah, I think there was something with his contract he couldn't play in the National League or the um, National League South because of uh, his new work commitment. So you'd have thought upsides at the top of the Rhyme and Pre- or the Isthmian Premier would be sniffing around him. Great signing for, uh, for Sittingbourne to try and move them off the division. He's a real Rock and a leader at the back. Really good signing for them. Uh, I presume he must have worked with Ryan Maxwell before, knew him before. I think he's he's been at Braintree and Maidenhead around that, so might may have come across him. But fine signing for uh, uh, for sitting ball, and hopefully he can propel them up the league. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be a bit scared if you're one of those centre forwards against him because he doesn't take any prisoners at the back. And uh, yeah, but you'll know you'll be in a game if Joe Law's up against you. Absolutely. I think that's a, a really good signing. So well done um, to, to Sittingbourne for, for that. Let's move on up just one division to the East Mini Premier Division, where in the week their neighbours have parted with their manager. Margate have a new one themselves. Uh, one win in six as caretaker boss with Ben Greenhill, but Reese Prestige has been given the nod to take the job until the end of the season. Uh, that win had come on Saturday as Wingate and Finchley were beaten 3-1 at Hartsdown Park. But so far, it's a perfect start as as the permanent manager uh, after Wednesday night's 2-0 win at Kingstonian. Uh, a big week for Gate, Matt, six points. I suppose a similar question, actually. Were you surprised by the news coming out of Hartsdown Park? Um, well, probably not. We had heard rumours that a few people that we had gone for the job. Um, 
but clearly again, Margate, I don't think they're going to get in the, the playoffs this season. I think they'll be fine not to avoid relegation. So maybe just get somebody, have a look at some players. Prestige, I think he left. He worked in the jury, then left and came back. And Ben Greenhow, we know, has got a lot of connections in the, in the academy system. Give him a chance to the end of the season. And clearly at the moment in Kent, a lot of teams are, are going for the younger manager. Um, and Margate have gone down that route. So I think uh, Margate need a bit of stability, to be honest. So I don't know what, if he, what he's got to achieve to try and get the job next season, win some football matches. But I think Margate as a club could probably do with a bit of stability over a couple of years, get a manager in who can build a side over a couple of years and see where they go from there. So too many changes at the club. But um, good luck to uh, Reese Presidge. He was a decent player in his day. Um, and we'll see from there. I, I think it's, again, I wouldn't say Margate, particularly, I'm not saying it's the cheap option, but um, it's an option. He knows the players and they'll, and they'll go from there. But yeah, I think it's, Good luck to him that younger managers are coming out of the game and hopefully they're all going to be successful. Yeah, it's, it is an interesting one. You know, I mean, it's obviously, as you say, he knows the players. Uh, he, he, I wouldn't say no. It's, I wouldn't say this is a, a cheap option in any way, shape or form. I'd say it's a, a continuity option. Yeah. You, you mentioned it, yeah. stability, though. I mean, they had Jay Saunders and, and he, he he ended up moving on. So I don't, it's such a tough one, Margate. You know, I, I don't know what, 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 what will make people happy, but winning games of football uh, and that's a good start for them by winning 2-0 at Kingstonian this evening yeah this is a decent result yeah elsewhere in, this, in that division Craig Wanderers pegged back from 2-0 up in their 2-2 draw with Lewis on Saturday while both folks in Invicta and Herne Bay were beaten 3-2 in Essex Invicta at Brightlingsea and Bay at Canvey Island uh, that returned Herne Bay to the foot of the table and they were unable to move off it on Tuesday night as they lost 3-1 at home to Potter's Bar uh, this weekend, folks are at home to Hornchurch, Margate head to Hastings, Herne Bay host Horsham and Cray Wanderers head to out of form Wingate and Finchley. And then Hastings is the destination for Folkestone on Tuesday night in the only midweek game of note for us. Uh, let's head into the scaffold now on our first interview of the week. After seeing their Kent Senior Trophy quarter final with Hollands and Blair called off after 105 minutes last week, Punjab United tried again on Tuesday and were 2-0 down after 11 minutes. They got one back, but then had skipper Lee Dawson sent off two minutes after that. But a late leveller and a Paul Vine strike in extra time took United into the semi-finals. Early on today, I spoke to their manager, chairman and number one cheerleader, Chippy Shan. Oh God, I couldn't believe the first time anyway, to be honest, that should have carried on. But it's gone now and we're a bit upset about it all. But everyone sort of shook hands and got on with it. And uh, yeah, yesterday... I thought, um, oh, wow, well, I'm just glad it's finished and glad we don't have to see Holland there for a little while, to be honest. It's, it's uh, nicely done, yeah, but it was brilliant yesterday, absolutely brilliant. I mean, I suppose for you, it's, um, you know, a, a big result to get through to the semi-finals of the Kent Senior. A trophy, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I think we focused on that because we had a bit of a poor start to the season. I don't think we've recovered until now. Like, recently, we had, uh, you know, we've been in a lot of draws, but we've managed to get the squad back together and we've been, and I wish I had the squad at the beginning. But um, it's it's not it's not that it's football. Um, you know we struggled a little bit, and I think we, me and Jason, targeted uh, the cups, uh, see if we can get a bit of silverware, and then um, yeah, and we we focused on that quite well. And yesterday I thought you know it was cold blind. You know it's a game and a half, and uh, yeah, and um, we just don't give up at the moment. I know you know, and, that, and that's the key thing for us. We keep going to the end, and we've proved that the last ten, twelve weeks. I think in our results, and, and obviously the game in Tonson Bay, you went to extra time against them last week, and again. Uh, last night as well, but you got them in the end. And, and Paul Vines, he's, he's still banging the goals in. <laughs> uh, Vines has been unbelievable. You know, I mean, big, big uh, character in the dressing now. He's part of the club. He's a uh, he's properly embedded in, and uh, yeah, he's been fantastic, mate. And um, 
And to be honest, he, yesterday it was, like we said, it was a, you know, we got went down 2-0, you know, 10 men, then Dawson gets off, which was re- sent off really harsh. And to be honest, mate, you know, we, we, we never, we never panicked. We, we, we always knew we were going to get one. And when we got one, you know, we dominated the game. And I think we told everyone that everyone who was there at the game this, he totally knew that we deserved to, to go through. Obviously, the semi-final, it, it, it probably couldn't have been tougher, uh, Irith and Belvedere, but I suppose you've got, what, 10 days now to prepare for it? Yeah, and this is it. And I think, um, you know, we, we found out afterwards that, you know, who we got. Um, and like I said, we, I, I don't think, with the squad we got, we got, we got good players, you know, they're a good unit at the moment. And like you said, it's a one-off game. So, you know, um, we're, we're not going to go out there and be fine at anyone. And we're going to go and give it our best go, you know, in touch with it. If we can get through, be fantastic for everyone around the club and the team of you know, but we're going to give it a good go. They're doing really well at the moment. You know, they're winning every game. You know, some point, you know, it's, it's the way it is. Sometimes you have that sort of momentum and they took, took it and fair play to them. You know, they're going to get promoted and they're going to go up to another level, which is fantastic for them. But for us, we, you know, we're going to go and give it a best go. And when we went there and played them in the league, we had a, I think we had a good chance. We were all over them at one stage and I think we just fell apart after getting a man sent off. So we won't be afraid of them. We'll just have to go and give it the best we can. And getting to a final for, for you would and for the club would be absolutely incredible, wouldn't it? Yeah, look, we had a, we had a, um, the double in the you know when we were in the Kent County and uh, that experience was uh, you know was unbelievable playing at Sheffield and when we won that and uh, to go now in step five and where we are and where we come from, I think to get to a final now would be would be amazing. Just be like a dream come true, really. Like I said, we're not, we know it's going to be tough against here if we know you know whoever we're playing the final is going to be tough. This careful league is just totally crazy at the moment. You know, there's so many good teams. No matter where you are, top or bottom, everyone's beating each other. It's just a, it's a pleasure to be in, really. And then I think as a manager, and um, you know me and my sister manager Jay, so we sort of look into the games, what we're prepping, what we're doing, and it, it makes us better. And I think that's the whole point. You know, we, we're learning all the time. And um, yeah, I just think as a club, you know, with all the fan base we've got now, you know, we're average over 160 a game. You know, from two, three years ago, you know, we had 60 a game. It, it's unbelievable, honestly. It's a, it's amazing to watch. Look at the league table, and, and, and you're probably lower than you'd want to be, and certainly closer to the relegation zone. But I, I guess you you feel you've got enough quality in your side to, to move up the table. Yeah, I think that's a big disappointment for me at the moment. Is that you know some of the games we've played where we dominated games, you know those those points should have been wins, and you know if we got four or five wins, we would have been fifth or sixth rather than looking at over our shoulder. So I'm hoping next few weeks we can pick up a few results. Um, but like I said, nothing's easy at the moment, and if we can keep ahead above water. You know, and then regroup and regroup next year again, and you know, hopefully we have a better start than we did last time, uh, like this year. You know, like those ten games, you know, it cost us. You know, we didn't the squad with injuries and players leaving, and it just didn't go well. Where preseason was fantastic, and I thought if I had the squad at the beginning, cold blimey, you know, I think it would have been <laughs> it would have been a totally different story. But like I said, it's, it's no game in this division is easy, and I'm hoping next few weeks we can, um, you know, put a bit more effort in. Concentrate on the league game now, which we got, I think we've got Welling on Tuesday. We know that's not going to be easy as well, but we're at home. Another good game at home to have. And then, then we'll concentrate on the, the cup games. I think we've got one on, we've got Eric Saturday and then we've got Sutton, at, Sutton away on Tuesday with the other Challenge Cup. You, you said that you think it's a really tough league. I mean, we've seen some exceptional teams in the scaffold in the, what, the four or five years you've been up at this level. But do you think this is the toughest the league's been? I think it has, yeah. Now we should be in Chatham gone. Every team's are uh, oh, near enough to same. I know here for you know they're going to uh, you know they're doing really well. But every other team is like the same. They've, you know they've all they've all invested well. They've all got good squads and every game's tough. You know we went to Beerstead on Saturday. I know that we made one mistake and and they held out. You know and I'm not, I'm not you know fair play to them. You know I can't argue with it. I was disappointed in my lot. 
because I thought we could have played a lot better. We didn't really play too well, sadly. But it just shows you wherever they are in the league table, it doesn't matter. You know, and, um, you know, we went to Whitstable, you know, we, we won, we beat them 2-0, you know, away from, 2-1, sorry, away from home, and we stopped their run. So, do you know what I mean? It, it happens. We can, you know, we didn't, we, no one expected us to go down there and do that, and we've done it, and we went on a good run. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really tough league. I think it's the toughest we've seen since I've been in this league, yeah. You mentioned your crowds are on the up, still got the feel-good factor around there, and obviously your passion for, for football is, is not waning at all. No, I think it's getting. I'm loving it. I think it's still the same. So yeah, and I'm I'm enjoying it more this year because I've got more help to be honest. So, you know, normally I'm doing it, doing most of the stuff for myself and then trying to do the club as well. But I'll bring in Jason in this year was a big plus for me. I've got Vinesy on the coaching staff as well. Um, you know, you still got Jindy working with Vinesy now. And for me, I needed someone who I can sort of relay ideas off and get players in. And because I was trying to do it all and. You know, as one person trying to get new players in, then trying to manage the team. But now Jason takes care of all the players. And if we win a player, we're going to target a player. He goes and does that. It just releases a lot more time for me to concentrate on the team and the club, really. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually enjoying it more rather than feeling stressed every week, if that makes sense. And just finally, you say the crowds are going up. They're all, they're all enjoying these new food offerings you got, are they? <laughs> yeah, that would never change up in job. You know, I think we're taking that to another level as well. And I'm hoping that, you know, the away fans are loving it when they come and, we're going to do a few more bits coming off, you know, soon. And it's just, we're just trying to gradually pick it all up and trying to get, you know, uh, if you can get some money for the turnstile, or money for the bar, you know, it all helps. So, yeah, I think we've, uh, our food's uh, working out. I think everyone's loving it at the moment. So, yeah, fingers crossed. We're, we're going to chuck a few more ideas out soon. And then, uh, yeah, and next year we'll, we'll give it another lift up. And like I said, the crowds have been fantastic. Everyone's enjoying it. Like, you know, we had 180 plus last night. I think we've had uh, over 150 every week now coming in. We've got local, local, the locals are coming in now in force. You know, you've got NTC Academy, which is Punjab Academy. They're all coming in watching. And yeah, we're finding new people coming up. You know, we were having kids come down from Milton Keynes to watch us. It's crazy. The whole thing's gone mental. So <laughs> I'm not complaining. I think it's great to see. Well, he wants to do better in the league, Matt. And, and frankly, they have to do better in the league. But wouldn't it be great for them if they could get to a cup final? I think it was. And I'm... Again, nothing against Hollands and Blair, but I think it probably was the right decision that um, they all the result result that they come through and win that game after they were 15 minutes of coming through. Sounds like a cracking game. Paul Vines, I don't know how old Paul Vines is, but he's been scoring a lot of goals for a lot of clubs. Um, yeah, I really pretty. Yeah, we've met Chippy on numerous occasions, and he's a, he's a character that um, you can only sort of um, be infused, but enthused by of what he can achieve. And he, you know, amidst there. The league form could be better, but as a club, they're going in the right direction um, with the sort of crowds they're getting and things like that. And if at this level he could put a, a trophy on the um, on the mantelpiece, I'm sure he'd be absolutely delighted. It's going to be a tough one in the next round, but as a club, I think as a club, they're one of these ones that have grown off the field, but may not necessarily on the field. And I think that's Chippy's next thing is to move them up the league because. You know, I look at the league table. We've pretty, I think we tipped them to have a good season this year. Just really, hasn't really happened to him. But I think as a club, they are going in the right direction, but in a very competitive division. Yeah, I mean, you can never fault his uh, confidence and optimism. Yeah. As, you know, saying it is, and, and he's right. It's a one-off game against Irvith and Belvedere. And Irvith and Belvedere have obviously got other uh, fish to fry at the moment as well. Um, but it is interesting that, I, that he said, you know, he thinks this is the toughest the league has been. I mean, you know, we've seen some exceptional teams in this division over the last three or four years. But so for him to say that is is, is quite something. And I think 
Um, and, I, and I've got this written down for later in the script, but it is so tight. Obviously, everything Belvedere are well clear um, and looking odds on to be champions coming into the season. But after that, it's so tight in there. And I suppose that's where, you know, the the, the thing is with all those other teams, the, the really big hitters have all got promoted. And then everybody is, is all, they're all striving for the same sort of thing. They're all probably willing to invest it. There's probably a certain amount of money. I'd imagine there's quite similar budgets across a lot of that division at the moment. So it it, it is growing as a league, like sort of consistently, isn't it? So, you know, it's uh, it, it yeah. it's interesting that he says it's it's the toughest he's known yet. Yeah, I think it is clear. Yeah, for Belvedere, well, look at the league table, 20-odd points clear. They're, they're the... Um, the best senior, but every, clearly everybody else can beat everybody else. And that is probably getting that thing. You're thinking, you know, you go on a bit of a run here, you win four or five on the spin, you could be on the outskirts of trying to get that second place. And a lot of clubs are probably thinking, right, if we can invest here, maybe this is the time to to try and get out of it. Well, well you've got the opportunity that you feel it's up for grabs. If you get a bit of a consistency, if you can go on a run, you can get second place. So, in some ways, it's quite—it's just as exciting as last season, but for the second place because going down to probably tenth place, tenth, tenth, twelfth place, you still think you've got a chance of getting the playoffs because the way the results have gone in this division. I know some teams got games in hand. There's no guarantee they're going to win those games in hand because everybody seems to beat everybody. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating, really, and you know, it is a it is a. We've said this ever since we started doing the show, but what a great division yeah. uh, the Skeffle really is. Unfortunately. Uh, our interest in the FA Vars came to an end on Saturday. Oh. Third time unlucky for both Deal and Irith Town. Uh, Deal went down 1-0 at Caution. Well, it was 0-0 in Irith's game at Bridgewater, but the home side went through 4-1 on penalties and gutted for both of those sides on the day, Matt. Uh, from, from a Deal point of view, I was speaking to a few people at Crabble the other day and they knew a few people there and they did all the heart, went down twice. Seemed to be a bit unlucky in the um, game as well. I, I felt for... Uh, Steve King and the people from Deal, because they've really felt this year that it could be their their tournament. But unfortunately, it must have been going down three times. That must have been in the back of the mind in the game, and they've lost by one goal to nil, and they just have to regroup uh, and go again. But I feel for Deal because I thought they could just felt that competition is their competition after winning it, but it just wasn't to be. And now they now they will be concentrating on the league to see if they can get up there. Because yeah, again, their aim would have been in to be the finish of the top two. Now they haven't got the worry of the of the Vars. Can they do it if they get some consistency? They've won this evening, so they may have. Yes, exactly. As I was just about to say, both sides uh, bounced back with wins in the league on Wednesday night, both by a goal to nil as well. Uh, deal at Canterbury despite having keeper Henry Newcomb sent off. And here with Town at home to Lordswood, thanks to Stedman Callender's 100th goal for the club. Uh, elsewhere in the league on Saturday, as Chippy mentioned, it was Beersted 1, Punjab nil. Stansfeld won 3 0 at Canterbury. Leaders of the Belvedere rolled on as they beat K Sports 5 1. Hollands and Blair won 2 1 at Glee. Brostel beat Phoenix Sports 2 0. Sutton Athletics saw off Kennington 3 1. Holmesdale won 4 2 at Wellingtown. And Whitstable beat Tunbridge Wells 2 0. Uh, Phoenix bounced back on Tuesday night as they won 2 0 at Fisher. And the battle for second spot is still very much alive with nine points between second and 11th. To put Irith and Belvedere's season so far into perspective, second place Rustle were closer on points to second from bottom Wellingtown than they are to the runaway leaders. Now that just shows, firstly, how good Irith and Belvedere are, but secondly, as we were just saying, how good the rest of this division is. Yeah, 
uh, great stat there, John. I have to say, mate, you, you're thinking, oh, everything Belvedere, eventually they'll drop points, but they're just like a juggernaut. And again, with everybody else beating everybody else, their points is getting in so many points. They're 20 points clear. They could have, they, by the end of February, they could have won the league, couldn't they? <laughs> so, arguably. Um, so, another team's got teams in pride hand, but you'd have thought they're not going to throw this away. And I don't know when the last time they were in the uh, Ispian League, but um, I think they can uh, start to uh, at least dust off their trophy cabinet. Because I'm not going to, um, I cannot see them throwing this one away. No, if the Belvedere did also win uh, in the Kent Senior Trophy uh, on Tuesday night, 2-0 at home to Beers. There were some Challenge Cup games as well. Uh, Kennington 5, Staples Monarchs 1, Stansfield 1, Glebe 1. Uh, Stansfield won 8-7 on penalties there. And it was Sutton Athletic 4, Tooting Beck 2. Uh, fixtures this weekend in the Scaffold Premier Division. It's Holmesdale against Sirith Town. Kennington take on Whitstable. K-Sports meet Glebe. It's Lordswood against Wellingtown. Phoenix Sports take on Irith and Belvedere. So that's a big game near the top of the table. Rustall against Canterbury City. Stansfield take on Dealtown. Sutton against Fisher. Tunbridge Wells will hopefully return uh, to home as they take on Beersted. Then on Tuesday night, Dealtown hosts K-Sports. It's Kennington against Hollands and Blair. And Punjab United against Wellingtown. And on Wednesday, it's Irith Town against Sutton Athletic. Uh, into the first division of the Southern Counties East League as well. Uh, on Saturday, it finished AFC Whiteleaf 1, Lewisham Borough 3, Bermondsey Town 1, Fabrician Strikeforce 1, Tooting Beck 2 1 winners at Brydon Ropes, Meridian VP with 3 1 winners at Croydon, uh, Forest Hill Park and Rochester United drew 1 1, Lartford and New Hythe 2 0 winners at Greenways, Lidtown 1, FC Elmstead 1, and a 3 0 win uh, for Staplehurst Monarchs at SC Thamesmead. And then on Wednesday night, uh, just a couple of games in that division. Brighton Ropes 3, Bermondsey Town 3 and Forest Hill Park beaten 1-0 at home by FC Elmstead. Uh, the fixtures this weekend in the first division is Bermondsey Town against Lidtown, Faversham Strike Force against Forest Hill Park, uh, Lewisham Borough take on Greenways, Meridian VP home to Larkfield and New Hythe, Ishwatch United against AFC Whiteleaf, SC Thamesmead take on Croydon and Snodden Town against Brydon Ropes, and Tuesday night Meridian VP against SC Thamesmead, and three games on Wednesday, FC Armstead against Greenways, uh, Lewisham Borough against Brydon Ropes, and it's Snodland Town against Forest Hill Park. So moving along nicely, actually, in the first division there. Larkfield and New Hyde, top of the table, uh, three points in front of Snodland, who have a game in hand. Uh, Lidtown are third with uh, 34 points, so four behind Larkfield, but they have played three more games uh, than them. So... I think actually, Matt, after all the, the the shouting, the two teams who are expected to be one and two in this division this season are probably going to be in, end up being one and two. It's just a matter of which one of them actually wins it, is it not? Yeah, I think the other sides have had their chance to do it, but haven't picked up the points when they've needed it. They've been the most two consistent teams and they've got games in hand. So um, it's still going to be a bit of a fight for the for the remaining playoff places. But um, yeah, it's coming out of Larkfield and New Hive. Uh, or Snodland Town. I presume at some point they've got to play each other, so that will be the big game in that division. Uh, yes, up now to the National League South, and it was a right old mixed bag on Saturday. Uh, Ebbsfleet went back six points clear as they came from behind to beat Concord Rangers 4-1, while Dartford were beaten 3-0 at Inform Worthing. Uh, Dover and Tumbridge Angels both drew 0-0 at Hemel and at home to Braintree respectively, while Welling United had a good day out as they beat Chelmsford City, who started the day in fourth, 1-0 at Melbourne Park. With thanks to Nigel Jones and Radio Wings, here is the Welling boss, Warren Feeney. It was a great performance by us. Um, to be fair, I fancied us before the game strongly. I just had a funny feeling that the levels in training have went up the last two weeks. Um, sometimes it's hard not having a game, but 
you know, could just sense it. And I hemmed and had him a team right up until 20 to 2. And I uh, said, poor old Keith, you know, he had to write the team sheet out twice since we got to the ground. Um, but no, look, I, I was pleased uh, with the performance today. It was an old school Italian performance where we had to defend. But I thought we dominated the game for long periods. And I'm really pleased to uh, come away with a clean sheet and three points. And they were going well in the National League South. I think they were fifth before the game. So to come here and just say that, I mean, the first half, maybe a little bit even, Stephen, but I thought that they, you know, we wasn't overawed by them at no. all. We more than held our own. Look, you, you know, I, I thought, I said to the players, I thought maybe for 35 minutes um, in the first half, I thought we were the better team without really hurting them. You know, the quality was poor in the final third. Ten minutes they get into the game. But I thought after that, you're going to have to defend. And it shows you how well we've come. From 40, min 40 minutes, we've had to defend the lead, and to come away with a clean sheet makes it even better. Two new players coming today. One started, first of all, Cody Lyons-Foster. Looked very solid at the back. Your thoughts on him? Cody's a good player. Look, I tried to bring Cody in five months ago. Um, competition for places. He's uh, he's dominant, and he wanted to stay in the National League. And look, up until the last Thursday night, we, he was gone. He was going to two teams in our league. But I managed to work the, the magic with him. Um, and I think it's word of mouth of what people people hear about us and what way I work. And uh, I got the phone call at half ten on Thursday night to say, look, I want to come to Welling. So we rushed him down on Friday morning, got him signed. And uh, what a performance he put in today. You know, he's dominant. He covers the grass. Thought the defence was superb. Him and Jamie as a central pro. Rob Hard's come in, young Aaron. And also Carell come off the bench. He's a great sub to bring off the bench. He's exciting. He'll take people on. And um, I'm really pleased with squad at the moment. And obviously this sets us up nicely for the big one next week, a big uh, local derby against Dartford at Parkview Road. So, uh, yeah, a really good performance today. Yeah, it is. It's a massive game. Um, obviously, it's one for, for the fans. Um, look, I, I respect everyone we play. Um, I can't get caught up in, you know, the emotions, but we have, we have respect them. But we'll have our game plan on how we're going to hurt them. And uh, as I said, you hopefully we'll be in for a good game. A good result for them, Matt. Uh, they'll want to build on that in, in a big game on Saturday. And I think what was an interesting point there, I was talking about the new signing in there and Warren Feeney saying people are hearing that we're doing good things here. So, that, you know, I, I, all along I've thought Warren Feeney is a, a good, safe pair of hands at Welling and yeah, results haven't been perhaps as good as they could have been. But that's a good result for them on Saturday. And, and I, I still think we talk about stability, continuity. They need to keep hold of him, don't they? Yeah, there was rumours when he went on a bit of run that maybe he wasn't the man for the job. I think he is. I think the signings they've made, they've got they've got players, really good players. Clearly, there's there's a decent budget in there. Cody Lyon Foster's coming in. He, he did quite well at Maidstone when he was on loan from Aldershot as well. Other players in, constantly refreshing the squad. And clearly, he's not happy with the squad he's had at the start of the season, but moving in the right direction. We, we know what they were capable of after their good start to the season. The middle part hasn't been good. They've just got to hope. And a good test for them at the weekend at the game I'll be at well and against Dartford to see how close they are because they are 10 points off the playoff position. So it's going to be a big ask from here to get in there. But um, a result against Dartford will bring a bit of confidence to them. And we know they can perform well as they did at the start of the season. What do I say at the start? We're looking at the squad they had and the manager they've got. I still think they're maybe underachieving a little bit this season, John. So they need to prove me wrong by because I thought they could get in the playoffs this year. I think you're right, actually. I do think they possibly are underachieving. And I think that, um, you know, we talk about goal scorers being hard, but they've got goal scorers in their team. Mm. But they have just been really inconsistent. And, and that is that is the big issue 
uh, for, for Welling, and they need to find that consistency. And, and you know, they've got Dartford this weekend, a game you're going to be at. Um, and, and, you know, that's a, that's a derby game, and the fans will want to win that one. So it's a good opportunity for them against the Dartford side who've had a couple of poor results to get out there and, and, and show what they're really all about. Because the thing is, it's still quite tight there. It's never too late for a late playoff charge. And, and if Welling can well, if Welling win every game or two now at the end of the season, they'll be there or thereabouts, won't they? Yeah, you look at Welling again, you've got home form. They've lost six games at home. Um, and normally Welling are a good side at home. When they've been successful, Parkview Road has been a real fortress for them. So maybe it's a good time to play Dartford, who've lost the last two. Um, and again, I think they got Tonk 6-0 last year. They got Tonk 4-0 earlier in the season. So Dartford seems to have the Indian sign over them a little bit, don't they? So from a, from a willing, willing fan, they'll be really looking forward to see if we can have a bit of revenge about their, their near neighbours. And A result from that could really boost their confidence uh, going forward. But they, to get in the playoffs, they need to be, a little, as you say, more consistent and win these matches that matter. So particularly at home. If you win your home matches, you've got a chance. Yeah, exactly. And it will be a good one for the supporters there. I, I remember covering uh, Welling and Dartford a couple uh, over Christmas and New Year uh, a, a few years ago. Oh, must have been about 2017, 18, I think. And, and, and they were, you know, they were the big derby games. I think both times uh, Dartford prevailed. But Welling have got it in them to... to Get a result of the weekend. As you say, that that 6-0 home defeat last year was was pretty rancid from a Welling point of view. And I'm sure their supporters will be desperate to get a result against Arthur this time. Yeah, I think so as well. And maybe it's a good a good time to play Dartford because Dartford has say, had that big run. But Christmas is a long time ago now looking at that, that league table. Uh, there was one game on Tuesday night. Dover at home to Worthing. Uh, went well, didn't it, Matt? 3-0. Uh, uh, to Worthing. Do, do you want to talk about it? Worthing are a very good team. Uh, Dover haven't got many goals in them. Uh, well, to be fair to Worthing, I'll pick up Worthing. Um, uh, you know, they play some absolutely lovely football, I have to say. They're a good, they're very, they've only lost once away from home. They they play football a bit like tiki-taki. They always play it out. What I do like about it, even when sometimes it goes wrong, they will continue playing that method. Um, they ripped Dover apart considerably better than Dover. This is movement. Um, Dover had some chances, but just can't score goals at the moment, which is a real concern. But I was I, I, both times I've seen Worthing this season, I'm not a big fan of playing it out, but they clearly have got the way of doing it. You know, it it, it looks good. They've got a settled squad. And they know each other's game. And I, and I have to say, I do think the Worthing goalkeeper, Harrison Mayo, he's, a, he's, he's an excellent goalkeeper. He's brilliant with his feet. Um, a good shot stopper. He's, the only thing probably against him, clubs have looked at him. He's not the biggest. But I would have thought, um, for me, he's the best goalkeeper I've seen in this division. I've seen him twice. So um, Harrison Mayo, excellent goalkeeper Worthing. I would have thought Worthing had nailed on for the playoffs. And... Uh, if 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 you if you if you're lucky enough to watch them play, it is a thing of beauty. I have to say, and goes against my grain that you cannot be successful at non-league playing that way. So, hat, hats off to Worthing because the way they picked off Dover, particularly the second goal, where they one pass takes out Dover's press and within four passes in the back of the net, real thing of beauty. So fair play to Worthing, beaten by the bad team. Dover need to find need to look at where the goal is because. Um, 
we are slowly um, inching towards a relegation battle and we need to start winning some matches. And Mitch Brundle admitted that with the injury problems, he he said he was only going to be a uh, uh, manager, but he even admitted that he might have to get his boots out because um, they're running out of players now. And after putting Pavey and Wanadio on the on the uh, transfer list as well, who uh, yeah, have scored, well, I think two thirds of how many goals they've recorded this season? Not enough. Not enough. And Pavey's got about nine of them, and Wanadio's got six of them. They've scored thirty, so more than half their goals have come from the two players who were transfer listed. I think it's uh, two goals in in six games since yeah. Mitch Brundle took charge, and, and that is not good enough. I have signed uh, Joshua Jai from Ramsgate, obviously. He played last night, uh, had a couple of chances. Um, yeah, but David Stone don't like scoring. So there you go. <laughs> That's but back, Jack Paxman of Maidstone Epstein played and he had a good game. So he had a little bit of drive to the midfield, which something has been lacking for Dover. I just want to, while you're waxing lyrical about Worthing, I just looked up the team. Uh, did Racine play well? Yeah, absolute rock at the oh, back. I, I saw them just back in the in the glory days, just before the pandemic. Um, I saw them play Folkestone and uh, Folkestone won it 1-0 thanks to a late goal from uh, Ira Jackson, uh, if I remember rightly. But um, And Worthing were pretty toothless that day, but Racine was just absolute quality. And I'm glad to hear that he has stepped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he just sort of marshals the defence, brings the ball out. Yeah, it's again, I think he, 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 he had a decent career at Forest Green before they went in the league, but then he had a cruise ship. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The way they play football, I have to, even though it goes against the grain of how I like football to be played, I had to put my um, hands up and say fair play, Worthing. And again, I absolutely beat them 6 0. So sometimes it might, if you play too much, you could get caught out. Maybe absolutely did on that particular day. But they they look a really good side. They, they You know, they're a club on the up. You know, they've had a lot of success over the last few years. So, um, um, yeah, good luck to them because they're considerably better than Dover. Uh, back in the county on Saturday as well as they travel to Tunbridge Angels. Uh, it's Welling against Dartford, as we've already heard. Ebsfleet hosts third place to Haven at Waterlooville and Dover head to Slough. And then on Tuesday night, Welling head to Chessant. Uh, internationally, where Bromley are still in the playoff places, they drew 1-1 at Scunthorpe. Uh, good signing for them as well in the week. They've signed Charlie Kendall, uh, a player who you would have probably have heard me talk about in the past, uh, who was here at Eastbourne last season. Uh, on loan and, well, look, the real deal. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Uh, Maystone United beaten 1-0 at Torquay. Uh, they are still rock bottom of the table uh, this weekend. Bromley at home to Maidenhead and Maidstone head west again as they travel to Yeovil. Um, they need to pick up a result sharpish, don't they? Yeah, you would have thought so. They've played a lot more games than sides at the bottom of the table. Is it nine league games on the spin? It's going to be tough for them to get out of it. You thought the likes of Scunthorpe, who've now been taken over, might have enough to try and get out of it. Um, you could have a majority of the three of the sides who got promoted last season going straight back down, which may sign, show the sign of the uh, the strength of the uh, how difficult the uh, National League is. If the likes of Dorking are slowly going down the table, Gateshead and Maidstone, you'd have thought some of the bigger clubs, ex-league clubs, may have enough to get out of it. But yeah, 15 games. Maystone need to win some matches. They need to pick up two, three games, wins on the spin. Um, it's going to be tough against Yeovil. Uh, I saw them against Yeovil earlier in the season, didn't I? And 
Maystone got a last-minute penalty equaliser. Yeovil under Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper, a decent manager, don't concede goals. So um, a tough one for Maidstone. It, it's not looking good, but stranger things have happened. Still no movement on the managerial job. Maybe they'll give it to Elakobi till the end of the season and then regroup from there. So, yeah, not. it's, it's a shame for Maidstone, but it just hasn't worked out this season. It's really tough, isn't it? You know, you work so hard to get up there and then it just yeah. all doesn't uh, come to fruition for you uh, when you move on up there. Uh, that's pretty much it for the football chat. Uh, I've been doing well. As I said, I was away uh, parking recklessly, breaking law 244 or whatever it is uh, at the weekend. So it's been pretty uh, non-stop for me, really. I've done too much, been busy working uh, doing bits and pieces, uh, even had a thrilling tip to the tip uh, the other day. Uh, been watching anything on the telly or not? Well, we've started watching Happy Valley. We watched two episodes, so we're going to try and watch it, then watch it live on Sunday. So oh, first two have been good. Have yeah, you, I'm, I'm, up I'm at the same place as you are. So what first um, two episodes? Yeah, I've watched the first two. Um, yeah. So I will, I will probably try and watch one. I might watch one in a minute actually. Just uh, yeah, but I'm not going to be able to watch it on Sunday. So. They're, they're, yeah, people watching that episode, people have got them. My theory is to keep your nut down, but these people in this programme are not keeping their nut down, are they? And get <laughs> no. themselves into all sorts of problems. That's exactly it. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of uh, common sense going on from the characters <laughs> no, no, from what exactly. I understand. So yeah, from that, um, we I did watch the uh, new Jennifer Lopez film. Was that Sunday night movie night here? What, um, oh, how did you get on with your Beverly Hills Cops? Did you get on to Beverly Hills? Cops with that, that, it's gone. No, but it's disappointing because we saw. Beverly Hills Cop 1 was on, and we did see all Beverly Hills Cop 2. We looked on there, and uh, it's no no longer on a thing, and I'm, I, I won't pay 4 99 to watch something like that. No, not in this day and age. Exactly. So um, we'll have to wait and see. So we, we are going to try and watch a different film. So, but we watched the Jennifer Lopez Shotgun Wedding, which, you know, Any the kids, kids enjoyed. It's a bit of a fun entertainment uh, uh, from there. Probably watching anything else? No, 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 no I don't think I've. I have been really no, so what's what's off? I quite wanted to go and see uh, Empire of Light. Have you seen that? It's on at the cinema. Uh, um, no, the one about in, based in Ramsgate and Margate. A lot of yeah, people work filmed have seen in it. Seen it. Yeah, we really wanted to go, but um, we've just been we, well. We we almost went a couple of times, but we just couldn't make it for but, for various reasons. It's a bit dark and depressing, but very good. So it depends if you want lightheartedness or depressing sort of film so but yeah and we it was great there because of course when we when it was being for my wife saw it actually being filmed one night in when she was out in margate where they actually put it on with the snow and the rain and so she saw olivia coleman and things like that so it is quite good because when it when it was on we wandered around margate and you saw the the sets and bits and pieces so um we don't really go to the cinema. We'll, I think it's going to come to Netflix shortly, so we will go from there. But a lot of people said it's worth going to see, mate. So um, the recommendation is on that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. Um, well, yeah, so we done no, nothing else, really. No. It's, it, oh, I did, what I did do, we walked from Broadstairs to Margate on the beach oh, at the weekend. Very nice. Did plenty of steps. So that was a nice walk. So the aim is to eventually to walk to Broadstairs to Birchington to my sister-in-law. So... Um, the dog was absolutely whacked out because the dog just will chase the ball. So all we did is keep throwing the ball all the way on the sand. And she came back and slept for about a long, long time because we wore her out. But that was quite a nice walk. Wasn't it football and not a nice family day? Yeah, so it's always a, 
part of the fun, isn't it? When you can uh, when you just go and, and spend some quality time with the ones yeah. uh, that you love, um, which is why we won't be here next week. Uh, nice. Um, I'm not afraid. So we're, to we're say. expecting 14 managerial sackings and yeah. a 12-year-old appointed at a job somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a possibility that someone could be appointed and sacked uh, by the time we're back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm basically uh, I'm going holiday next week uh, on Sunday, uh, and that means there won't be a podcast because I'm not taking my laptop. It's it is the first full week I have had off work since uh, the pandemic finished. Well, not, I mean not that it's finished, but since the second lockdown finished. Uh, so I returned to work on the 17th of May 2021, and this is the first full week I have had off. Uh, I am off from, I finished work on Saturday, uh, probably about nine o'clock, and I'm not back into work until Tuesday the 14th when I'm back here uh, at home. So it's going to be very, very nice. Uh, we are going to Cyprus, uh, Paphos, where I have not been before, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, had a bit of drama today, and I will share this story. Uh, so we are we are booked through a well-known holiday company. If you follow me on Twitter at JohnPimps81, you may have guessed which holiday company that is. Um, but they basically emailed us today, four days before we're due to go, uh, to tell us that our, there are uh, works going on at the hotel, renovation works. Uh, affecting some rooms which weren't the room we were staying in uh, but then they added that we would uh, that some sea view rooms and uh, communal areas such as the the sun lounge may hear or see the works going on um, now as i've just said i haven't had a week off uh, for nearly two years so i don't particularly want to hear banging crashing and all that sort of stuff so uh Cut short a game of snooker with my dad today to march on in uh, to the travel agents because they wouldn't deal with it online because I booked in store. Uh, and after a lot of toing and froing, somehow I don't know how I did this, but somehow we managed to get a, a different hotel in the same resort that looks nicer, was more expensive, and they gave me some money back. So it, somehow it all worked out for the best. At one point it was like. Oh, it's going to be an extra £123 and you've got to decide now. And I was on my own and I was like, well, this is a big, bit of a big call. Um, but she, the, the girl went on the phone and said, oh, is there anything we can do? The next thing I know, she's going, oh, I've got to give you a refund. So um, it's actually probably worked out well. And, you know, sometimes I've not been the luckiest person in the world in the last uh, few years. But today my luck seemingly was in. So I can't complain too much. So if you um, send us a picture from your pool of a, of a, a face of something shocking about Kent non-league football, do you think we will lose another manager while you're away? Well, if the rumours we've heard about uh, a current vacancy are true, yes. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know, really. I mean, you would look at it and think there's there's got to be a chance. Um, but on the on the flip side of it, maybe we'll have a, a peaceful couple of weeks and, and people won't miss us too much. <laughs> I'm sure. They, well, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they, they'll. Well, they'll make. They'll be happy you're you're on holiday, John. So uh, from that, but we will be back in two weeks and then we'll have the big push to the end of the season. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's nice actually. I mean, it's you know, 
it is nice to get get well. So I say a bit of winter sun. The weather forecast isn't sparkling uh, for next week, but you know what? It's just going to be nice to get away. As I say, first week I've had off uh, in almost two years. First week's holiday I've had in four years. So it's just going to be nice to have no stress, no pressures, and uh, find out if we're going to kill each other on holiday. Uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm very confident uh, that it's all going to be fine, and uh, I know she's going to be listening. So I uh, just want to cut. Say again, I'm really looking forward to the holiday fee. I hope you are too. <laughs> anyway, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, search for Kent Non-League Podcast. Uh, I'm at John Phipps 81 Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. I am actually thinking, uh, and this has been something I've been thinking about for a couple of days, um, I might start a group on Facebook um, for Kent Non-League Football fans to all have your say about what's going on. I know there's a couple of pages uh, around. There's also an Isthmian League uh, group, there's a scaffold group. I just would kind of like to bring everyone together so that all the, we can all talk about all the issues uh, around Kent football. It's just if I've decided that I've got enough time uh, to actually be bothered to be the admin for this group. But if you'd, uh, we've got many a, again, I don't, um, I'm not on Facebook. Do we have many followers on Facebook, John? We've got a few, um, you know, and, and I think, but I think it might be a nice way to sort a of bit bring of a people forum, together. Yes. So if you'd be interested in, in, uh, being part of that forum, um, send us a message on Facebook. Uh, if it's after Sunday, I probably won't see it straight away because I've got other things to do. Um, but, you know, when I get back from holiday, that may be something that I look into because I think it would be good for us to have a bit of a forum uh, to chat about all things Kent non-league. In the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's show. Thanks to our guests for their time. Thanks to Nigel at Radio Wings for sending through that interview uh, with Warren Feeney as well. Uh, Good luck to everybody this weekend and next weekend as well, because, as I say, we're not going to be here next week. uh, But we will speak to you in two weeks' time on the Kent Nodding podcast. I'll be the one freezing in Kent while you'll be sunning it up. Live the dream, mate.